everybody, welcome to Arsenal X. I'm your host, Eddie V. As always, we throw up the X. <laughs> Look at Corey. Because we're about to throw down. How is everybody doing? Uh, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, got to spend time with family and friends. Got some good shopping in. Got some good sleeping time in. And definitely got some good gaming on. Um, joining me is my wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. <laughs> I can't stand you, but I love it. And as always, my beautiful boss man. Mr. Curry, Derek. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We just have just talking earlier and just I just have the giggles. I just have the laughs. We just had a good discussion. Oh, before we before we go into everything. Yes. There's an update for those who listened to Arsenal X last week or the expansion pass and heard me complain about the uh Sony customer service got my refund. So, yay! Nice. And then I turned around and bought three months of of PlayStation Plus. I can't with you, but (laughs) God bless. (laughs) (laughs) But then, well, that's what we had to do. Hey, man, it's it's not about it's not about what I was using the money for. It's about they did the principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have just turned around and bought twelve months anyway, just to. That's okay. Stick to the man. Well, congratulations, Corey, for getting your three months of PSN. Cause thanks, uh, I literally need to do that for uh, because they're gonna take 120 out 64 uh, Xbox. No, yeah, 64 Xbox and 64 PSN. I'm like, I need to do this now. I need to fix it. <laughs> so, but before we get into the show, as always, um, what's in our arsenal? I'm actually gonna start with you, Corey. Because usually I start with Jesse, but Corey, I'm starting with you. What's in your arsenal, dude? Oh, geez. Well, Xbox-wise, Assassin's Creed Origins. Yes! I was very excited for this game, but like wasn't expecting anything. <laughs> I wasn't really expecting anything of it because it's like, you know, it's, it's Assassin's Creed. I thought it was like, okay, I'm in for another kind of janky open world experience where I have to follow some people and escort some people and then die Mm -hmm. while I'm doing those missions and get really frustrated. But man, it's in my game of the year discussion. This game is amazing. Dude, Bayek and Aya are some of the coolest characters in video games. Like, it's not just like, yeah, it's typical Assassin's Creed, you're murdering people with sweet weapons and stuff, but like, and and Ed, you'll notice this probably three in about three or four hours because I know you just kind of just started, but like, mm-hmm. dude, their relationship is more convincing than anything I've ever seen. Like, just the way like they feel about each other and have each other's backs and love each other and like, they would literally do anything for each other. And like, man, that relationship, exploring that relationship and the story that's going on in this game is just like, oh, it's, it's like their relationship is really genuine, which is really hard to pull off in games. Yes. And like, it's just, oh, I, I love it so much. I love this game so much. And like, I love the RPG aspects of it. And it's like, (laughs) it's, 
ridiculous how much the loot system and the uh the the uh equipment screen looks like destiny because <laughs> it's got <laughs> yeah. like because it's got like your weapons and stuff on one side and like your gear and like how you upgrade it's just like it's very destiny <laughs> and it's like oh okay and the combat is very dark souls so like they switched a lot of stuff up and i i just man this game the world is cool like and the and map i know it's crazy yeah the big. map is huge like you look i'm i'm my clock time is 18 and a half hours i just checked 18 and a half hours and i'm only in the fourth area and ed you zoomed out on that map there's probably like 20 areas yes and it's I like look- i really hope like and like it's because i'm trying i've literally gone to every question mark every uh uh monument location every uh landmark location every quest location every side quest location like i'm literally clearing out every section of the map before i move on to the next part yeah it's like i'm already i'm already like a level 19 (laughs) so like and i'm only in the fourth area and i think the cap is like 40 so um wow i'm really i'm i'm gosh i love this game so much it's if you were to rank it in the assassin's creed games for me like i think it's number one it might be number one or a close second behind black flag but like Mm. even then like this is the black flag team so like dude i i love this game so much it's i I, in the series i will probably rank it number one because like uh like i was telling you guys like this gives me Prince of Persia vibes from the GameCube PS2 oh, days. Yeah, and like speaking of Prince of Persia, I found I found two Prince of Persia references in this game already, including the outfit, which is the Persian Prince outfit, which is essentially the outfit from it's not from it's not from Sands of Time, it's from Warrior Within, the dark one that he wears in, in Warrior Within. But like with a hood, with like a black hood. Oh, dude, it looks so cool. It looks oh, so cool. Oh, I gotta cool. find it. So I gotta, I gotta get that. Oh. And, and there's like a lot of references to Persia in it because it's kind of like, kind of takes place after, uh, well, like the the real historical event of you know the movie Three Hundred, like that historical uh-huh. event. They tie that history into this game as well as like the Greek history and then the Egyptian history, like. They all kind of come to a head, and like I know it all takes place in Egypt, but like the Greek architecture, the Persian influences, the the Egyptian like landscapes. Oh my gosh, dude, this game! Like, I'm so glad they did not rush this game out last year, and like they actually gave them the extra year because like, man, it's cool. It is well, so this cool. is what everybody's been asking. They were just like, "Don't annualize this series," because in a kind of in a, in a way, it was getting stale. And people were just like, "Give this game time to breathe, and work on like give it time, work on it, make something new, make it fresh." And I think they did a fantastic job of doing it. Yeah, and like, dude, I I really want, I really hope Ubisoft eventually, and I know they have like a collectible statue of Bayek that's like eighty bucks on their store, but like. I hope they make a statue that's like a two, like a Bayek and Aya statue together, like them back to back, like they are in a lot of this game. Because, like, these are, like, honestly, it's close to being 
like topping Horizon for me and for that second spot in my games of the year. Because yeah. not because of the way the game plays or feels or anything, but because of like, you know, Aloy was such a great character, but she didn't really have a lot of interactions with people or like, you know, the people that she had interactions with, like you just move on to the next set of people to have interactions with. Whereas like Bayek and Aya are like together all the time and watching their relationship grow as they kind of start forming this alliance to kind of take on the uh you know the egyptian like the pharaohs the heads that like are trying to overthrow the pharaoh and stuff like yeah dude i their relationship puts this game in my game of the year discussion based on that i i haven't got to that part yet um because i i've started doing the side quest but uh i really can't wait to get it and you're making me hyper because i i hope this relationship knocks it out because i'm probably gonna be on twitter or facebook be like Corey, you were right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and like this game like i if like if you own anything that can play this game like even if you just listen to the show and you don't own an xbox like if you have a pc or ps4 or something please 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 play this game like yeah, it's like you. The, it doesn't control the best. It doesn't. It's not the best controlling game I've ever played. But like, once you get the feel for the controls and kind of like uh-huh. move, move the movement and stuff and uh, the climbing and, and everything, like uh, I've I've only done the notorious Assassin's Creed jump off a wall to your death one time, just once, and like that's it. And I'm just like, man, this game. Oh, some please play this game. And like, if find it on sale, find it used. I don't care how you find this game; just play it. Like, just give it ten or fifteen hours if you don't want to play the whole thing. It's worth watching their relationship unfold and like seeing how like I like where I'm at right now. I can kind of see how the Assassins Guild is forming and like the like the the quote unquote, the origins of the Assassins Brotherhood uh-huh. and like. You can see how the the different heads of the this secret organization are kind of forming the Templars and whatever. Like, you can kind of see it without them actually calling them. Like, I haven't heard the word Templar or Assassin yet, you know. But the object that they've been using is the apple, right? From the first, well, like the first trilogy of games, right? So, like it's there without being references like, Oh man. But then when you get outside the animus, like you, I forget what the girl's name is that you're playing as, but she's not like super important yet in the story. So, uh, but you can go to her laptop and read all the files on the previous assassins and like Desmond and, uh, some like subject 17, which is a really big part of black flag and, uh, and revelations and stuff. So like, which I have, which I have a question is, is her part um the future of Assassin's Creed after the uh after the original trilogy? It, but she's played just the beginning well, of how everything started. Well this is this is the game itself takes place after Syndicate. But like Unity and Syndicate, if you're gonna skip games, like Black Flag was the last game that had any real meaning behind the you know present day stuff uh-huh whereas like the 
basically like unity and uh syndicate like the story advanced a little bit but not enough to be like oh i gotta play through this game to figure out what the present day stuff is but this game is the first game since black flag to really have any significant impact in the present day and it feels like this character man i wish i could remember her name but like it feels like they're setting her up to be the new desmond and they're gonna follow her through this next series of games so okay um but yeah assassin's creed origins is by far in a year of fantastic games is definitely one of the best games i've played this year so uh definitely well, it's always I was going to say, it's always good, too, that, like, whenever a game gets held back, you know, or delayed and then and then ends up being a really, really big hit, and people go out and support it and hopefully get it across to developers and or, or businesses that, that own or run developments to uh, say, hey, you know, Look at look at how well this did because they took their time. So maybe maybe think about uh, letting some of these companies have a little bit of time to uh, get stuff done because I it always sucks when when you're so looking forward to a game coming out and they rush it out and it ends up just bombing. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, you know, kind of like what we have going on with uh, with um. Uh, what's it called? I can't, my brain right now. Call of Duty? But, no, uh, what's the one coming out? The, the um, For Xbox. Oh, crackdown? Uh, crackdown. Crackdown, yeah. You know, like with, you know, it looked, it was really bad in that, that showing that they had, and, and it's a good thing that they're kind of going to let them take more time to hopefully fix it and make a better game. So, yeah. So, but yeah, man. It's just uh, sorry, Jesse. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's a, no. I was just gonna say it's just uh, you know that this Assassin's Creed is just a perfect example of uh, why sometimes it's good when games get uh, delayed. <laughs> yeah. Well, did Assassin's Creed get delayed? I don't think this game got delayed. It, well, this was the game that was supposed to come out last year. And then they oh, gave it, they gave it a whole year for polish, and then they ended up releasing uh, the Ezio collection port last year, and then the movie. Oh, okay. So, um, which, by the way, those games are really dated. <laughs> the Ezio collection, like, man, especially like two and Brotherhood. Oh, those games are super dated. <laughs> they just feel awful to go back and play, even though they're like only a generation old or whatever. Yeah. Woo. Wow. Well, anything else, Corey, that you play? Um, if, uh, in terms of Xbox, like, I I was continuing to play Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then, you know, I, Assassin's Creed. is literally Assassin's Creed and uh, Zelda Master Trials have sucked up all my time. You know, I'm I'm trying to chip away at the Master Trials, but, like, dude, this, this game has just sucked up all my time, all my free time. This game yeah, sucked I- up. I think I'm gonna try to finish it while while playing Zelda Black Chronicles X two. Yeah, uh, or Zelda Black two, because I'm I'm surprised on how good it is. But I'll talk about it later. Um, anything else, Corey? Um, yeah. no. I mean, I'm 
I've got a couple things lined up to play just for like next week's show, just because like I don't want to like keep talking about the same games, but okay. I mean, I'm trying to get everything ready for our game of the year discussion for NGR, and I'm trying to get everything ready for uh, you know, I know we're doing the buyer's guide stuff for Switch and probably Xbox One. I think we're gonna probably try to do one on too. Um, yes. Uh, so like, and and you know, I'm. Like I said on Pal Block, I am taking some time off from, you know, we're only going to do one Pal Block a week. I'm going to do my best to make it to Arsenal X uh, the rest of the year, but like, you know, I'm trying to finish up some writing projects that I've been working on, and, uh, you know, it and and th- I mean, it's not just reviews and stuff. It's stuff that doesn't have anything to do with NGR, you know. So uh, plus that one thing I told you about Ed that I've been doing research on, like the video stuff yes i'm i really am thinking really hard about that so that's also on my list of things so like my absence won't be too long only till like the rest of the year but like you know i'm gonna do my best to make it here but just because like i love you guys and this show is i like talking about other things besides nintendo and you know i love ngr radio and i know matt and moose aren't listening but like you know how they get when they start talking about Bloodborne and music. It's just kind of like I zone out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I love you guys. I played Bloodborne a little bit. I've almost finished it. It's taken me three years to finish that game, but I'm almost there. Uh, I, I'm going to keep that in my backlog. <laughs> uh, but uh, nothing else, really. I just... Assassin's Creed, man. I cannot. I cannot explain how great this game is. I think we'll have a progress report kind of show on it. Uh, hopefully one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse, we're of course we're waiting for you. Uh, you'll yeah. Well, you'll get it, or someone will gift it to you. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah I'm I've been <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I yeah I what's nice about the with uh, Assassin's Creed is I'm kind of noticing a, a trend similar to when Breath of the Wild came out mm-hmm. where a lot of people right now are talking about it like you know people are posting pictures of them playing it and stuff like that so that's always a good sign well, game. well when it came out there was just some I mean Odyssey took reigns the day that it came out I mean Wolf Aside 2 and like like that was a triple threat of a day of great game just all across for any platform and i think odyssey just took a lot of uh just took priority for a lot of people and now they're getting back into some of those uh great triple a games but uh what's it in your arsenal jesse um as far as xbox i i've got a couple of new games that i've just kind of tried a little bit i i played a little of injustice too and and i'm enjoying that so far i the this is the first uh fighting game that i've i've played like in a while because when it comes to fighting games it's really gotta be unique and and different for me to really be interested in it and uh you know we we spoke for uh, a good 45 minutes about you know the turtles coming to it so i'm looking <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> looking forward to that to playing as the turtles we, and i'm getting i'm getting that can 
I'm getting that game for Christmas, so maybe we'll have to do a let's pod and oh, play okay. of yes. uh, Injustice Two and like kind of talk you're about getting it. For, we'll you're getting it for one, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Dude, all I've decided that like my PlayStation is gonna be like my exclusive machine, pretty much, mm-hmm. and like you know, unless like a bunch of my friends are getting games like Destiny for it, which like yeah, I bought it for both. I'm sorry, I I I did, but uh it's pretty much my exclusive machine i think so like i mean i i i'm excited for a lot of playstation games don't get me wrong like god of war i'm like i am so thrilled that there's a new god of war game coming out uh and i know ed you have feelings about god of war but like i went for the reviews for next year i'm so excited for that stupid game you know so like uh i'm hoping it's at least half as good as horizon and i'll be Mm -hmm. i'll be happy uh and you know, I think Kojima's new game is going to be interesting, even though it's like thirty-five years away, and probably yeah. be playing it with a microchip in our brains. But uh, you know, I, 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 I have always said this to where like I prefer Xbox Live. I prefer my Xbox controller. I prefer like the weight of the controller. Oh, another thing. I finally ordered a chat pad for my Xbox One controller. So like yes. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have that heavy weight distribution bottom that I loved about the three sixty controller finally. <laughs> oh, thank you. God I bought one. So uh but yeah, like I I'm gonna play everything on my Xbox. Like, even though that said, like Assassin's Creed is like it's it chugs sometimes like when you're getting in when you get in an environment where there's a lot going on like it it dips to probably like 15 frames a second sometimes uh while it's trying to catch up but like you know it just you just gotta like wait for it to get that extra oomph before it catches up to itself (laughs) but like uh and it does that weird thing where like Sometimes Bayek is running at a smooth 30 frames a second, but things like 5, 10, 15 feet in front of you are running at a lower frame rate, and then the things behind that are running at a lower frame rate because it's trying to keep the action that's close to you uh, you know, at a good frame rate while the, because the other things in the background don't really matter when you're fighting off three or four soldiers. But like when you're riding your camel through town and you just see this bird like slideshow across your screen, <laughs> you know... Uh, so like that right there is like maybe I should save up for an X at some point, <laughs> but it's comedy, Jake. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like, but like, what happened to you last night? Ed had had like. Uh, uh, game... I'll, I'll tell it. I'll tell it when it comes to my turn. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, anything else, yeah. Jesse? Yeah, I also uh, play started Evil Within, and got got uh like to the kind of the first you know st- the, your first goal of the the beginning of the game was to you know mm-hmm. to get past the dude with the chainsaw and and try to get to the elevator i i got it that far and then uh just kind of stopped it because then we were gonna start recording the show and stuff and and of course i went back to siege again and play had to play that a little bit uh this week and and uh i went back to tomb raider uh, definitive edition to kind of see where I was at on that game and, and uh, found out that 
even all that time that I put in, I've still got a long ways to go. So I think I'm going to start picking that up a little bit more frequently here, too, and, and try to get, get some more into that game. And then I, I ended up playing some Agents of Mayhem and uh, just kind of going back on that again since I picked that game up. So got a lot of, a lot of uh, new games to uh, start playing again. So Yes, yes. <laughs> So uh, for me, what's been in my arsenal, uh, Fire Emblem uh, Warriors for my Switch. Uh, since I'm done with uh, Odyssey at the moment, um, pick that up. Love the game. Love the fighting, the art style. Everything is just so great about that game. Really love it. Uh, for PS4, um, I've been playing Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age. I'm uh halfway done with that game. Uh grinding a lot. Uh just just loving the battle and love the fact that, you know, they made it faster with this uh two times speed options that you could run fast and everything. Um now I just I'm waiting to buy haste and Hestega so I could just like really make my uh my characters quick. Um and one of my friends beat uh, this guy called, uh, this uh, boss called Yizamat. He has 50 health bars. And so the fight could actually take you about five to six hours to beat him. Because it's that Holy long. God. Like, Yeah, he doubles up his power. And it, basically, like, if he does one hit, you could get killed. Like, it is intense. But he actually beat him. He got the trophy for it. So, uh, so happy about that. But yeah, okay, so uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, any V's playthrough, I should say. <laughs> so I installed the game, everything is ready to go. Um, I pop it in, uh, the Ubisoft thing, you know, comes up with a new update and all of the stuff. Start the game, I'm playing it on normal. I think you're playing on easy, Corey, just for the story. Uh, for Assassin's Creed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, so I'm playing it on normal, uh, and I press start. The game loads. You see all this, uh, like, like uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's it's in another world. Like it's transformed. You supposed to be transferred you into it's like uh, the, Egypt. It's like the the Matrix. It's like the Egyptian version of the Matrix. Pretty Matrix. Much. Yeah, and my game goes black. No loading screen. It just stays black. And I'm waiting close to three minutes. And I'm talking to Corey while this is happening. Literally talking to him while this is happening. <laughs> I had to stop the game. I had to go to the home menu and actually quit the game. I started back up. It does the Matrix thing again. It loads the cutscene. Okay, yes, I'm into the game. I'm enjoying it. I'm learning it. Uh, you know, uh, find the stuff. Get to, I would say, um, you get you meet this other character, and they're teaching you how to use a bow. So using the bow, doing headshots, be like, great, got this. Well, I'm stuck in a bow animation during the cutscene, and then after the cutscene, so I'm like this. Moving around like this. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I got to move. And when I duck, I'm still in the bow animation. Had to go, go back to the home game, quit the game, go back in, 
for everything to work. And it's just like, uh, this is comedy Jake. But I wasn't I wasn't mad at I didn't get mad about it. I I didn't yell at the game. I was just like, okay, hopefully they patch this because this is Assassin's Creed Unity craziness right here. But I started playing the game, started doing some hunting for my gear, um, doing the fight combat. I I kind of do wish that he rolled back almost like uh Chrono uh Kratos from Gears of uh, not Gears of War for God of War. I I think I kind of wanted that dodge kind of action, mm-hmm. but. The dodge is fine. I guess he the does dodge this weird, is like fine. The f- he does like these two moves before you actually dodge roll. Like, yeah, it's like this crawl and then like this slide and then he does this dodge roll. It's like this really weird thing that they decided to do. Which I wish it was just like this. I wish it was just the dodge roll. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But like that was like that's like a minor complaint about the controls for me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So um it was enjoying the game, did some hunting, got my like uh and I'm doing right now doing a side quest and probably after the show I'll finish the side quest that I was doing cuz I almost fell asleep with the game running on. Um but I ran into some hyenas. And the hyenas were a higher level than me and I killed them all. Uh took their took their fur and made like a guard for my arm. Like I updated and I kind of like that update system that they tell you the stuff that you need to get to upgrade. So it's like in order where you don't have to keep collecting stuff um, and then spread it around. It's just like, okay, if you meet this requirement, because this is what you need to get, then you could go ahead and upgrade it. Next, this is what you need to upgrade to next. Like they break, they make it organized so that you you're able to go to those areas to get the animal and the resources that you need um to buy it. Uh, I think I was telling Corey the one problem that I do have is that because it's too bright and I, it might be me because I cut up a little, a little brightness to see some things um the yellow is kind of distracting the yellow wording is kind of distracting and since the reticle is white, you could barely see it, see it when you're moving around. Especially when um, it's like really sunny out and like you know, like yeah, not like when the sun's like right above you, but like when it's either rising or setting, like that's the worst. Oh, I hate I like, and that's usually the time I'm like trying to get somewhere, and I just in like it, you're still in that first area, right? So like, yeah, once you hit like. I'd say like the second area when you really start seeing the the bigger buildings and like even Alexandria, which is the third area, like you start not to notice that much that stuff so much because the buildings are so tall that they kind of block the rising and setting sun and the buildings are kind of like colorful and, and, you know, block a lot of that. So it's easier to see that stuff. But yeah, I've that first area. I remember like it really being like, Man, this is gonna be rough. I hope this isn't the whole game, but I I didn't notice it after the after I got to that second area. So yeah, I think I'm gonna do a lot of the takedowns when I can, um, because they weren't too bad or anything. Um, That's... And I, I keep forget, I keep forgetting to press the RB and RT 
on the controller to do like the finishing move. It, it's so weird just pressing those two buttons to do it. Yeah, there's a legacy mode. There's like a legacy control mode though, where you can press uh, X and or X and Y, X and Y instead of R1 and R2 or RB and R. T. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to think of. <laughs> yeah so but i'm thoroughly enjoy it um i'm i'm i agree with Corey. it it really is game of the year material nominated it's not mine just yet um because i picked up some more games but it's high up there i think this is one of the best assassin's creed and uh i think when we have the d- discussion i think me and you Corey, are probably going to agree on a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um yeah for no. sure um yeah, so um, that's but that's been in our arsenal. Now, usually at this point, we would do arsenal news, but because it was the uh, holiday weekend for Thanksgiving, there wasn't much news. So we're going to be playing a game, kind oh of boy. a new seg- segment. I do not this like is- this because I do <clears throat> not sell things. <laughs> Everybody, we're heading into an a example. And today's game is we sell retail the object of of the game is that Corey and Jesse would each be given three games they would have three minutes to sell uh, the games to me Uh, so I am a new Xbox owner so I gave each of them a chance for one game that they could do research on but they won't know what the two other games are so I'm going to start with Corey <laughs> with his game. Now, Corey picked the number two, which was Vex, a game back in the Xbox, PS2, and GameCube days. So your other two games, Corey's, are Sonic the Hedgehog 06. I can't sell anybody the... on that game. Huh, huh, listen, you have Sonic the Hedgehog 06, Vex, and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Oh, I want so, to sell Rise of the Tomb Raider. So you have to sell me all three games. Like so, your re- your retail associate, your retail associate, and you like, have to sell. The are we like role playing here? Like, are you the customer and I'm the? Yes, I'm the customer. You're the associate. So you have to try to sell me those three games. <sighs> okay. Um. So, <laughs> so hold on. Hello, sir. What Hi. are some games? What are some games that you recommend? And go. Uh, I don't recommend two of these three games. <laughs> no, ah, uh, jeez. Okay, so if you on, let me get to this Vex Wikipedia page because I don't know anything about this game except that it has some kind of rat character that looks really like a early two thousands angry mascot character, rejected mascot character. Um, so, um, do you enjoy platforming games? Yes, I do. Do you enjoy crazy looking animals that do fun attacks and take down bad guys? Not really. Oh, well, do you like to go fast? Yes. Do you like to collect rings or coins? Yes, I do. Well, boy, do, do you like an interesting and weird love story uh yes well do i have a game for you i have sonic the hedgehog 
for Xbox 360. It is a platforming game where you collect rings and... <coughs> My yes. nose is telling me that this is not fun. Uh, <laughs> it is It is a fun platforming game where you can run real fast and, you know, there's a, there's a romantic edge to Sonic that you've never seen before. Okay. Is there another game that you recommend? Um, well, in the same vein as Sonic, we have the uh, game, <laughs> the game called Vex, <laughs> which is also a platforming video game. Uh, you must uh, defeat enemies and jump across platforms, and it is uh, you are only armed with the legendary uh. Estani War Talons, uh, which give you extreme power to take down your enemies, as well as fly and swim. How does the game control? Um, you know, I think the game controls. Uh, uh, it was Vex was very heavily inspired by Super Mario sixty four, <laughs> so I think that it it controls like that. <laughs> <laughs> anything else that you recommend <laughs> well if you want one of the best games of this generation may I recommend you Rise of the Tomb Raider do you like puzzles yes I do do you like r- scavenging through environments and upgrading cool weapons and equipment uh huh do you like an interesting female protagonist yes do you not like evil organizations trying to take over the world. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, then you're going to love Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah? No? You yeah. fail. <laughs> That's gay for you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I love his answer, which is like, Vex is, uh, it's been inspired by Mario 64. That's what. That's what the image. That's what the Wikipedia page said. It was heavily inspired by platformers like Super Mario sixty four and Banjo Kazooie. You're Which, supposed to sell me the game, not not play twenty one questions to get the game. Hey, do you like Mario sixty four? Do you want another platformer that controls like Mario sixty four? I think I did a pretty good job selling that game. <laughs> I think I did a pretty darn good job of selling a game that nobody has ever heard of. Yeah, my my about. tactics aren't going to be much different either. Like, <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Oh, Do you like a goodness. big bad witch called Baba Yaga? Well, it's Jesse's turn. <laughs> I hate you so oh. much right now. <laughs> yeah. ah. Oh, I just thought that was so funny. Um, I hope you choke so Jesse, on Big Mac tomorrow. Jesse... Jesse's clue, what'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> uh, this is back to this episode. I need more water. You You're making me upset. <laughs> so Jesse Chu chose, gave me a number two. And his game, a uh, clue game, was Whiplash. So Jesse, your three games are Dance Central, Whiplash, and Rainbow Six Siege. Now, before you go, I think we gotta wait for Corey to come back. But uh, I know you did your research for Whiplash. Hopefully, you watched the video uh, 
you got some ideas. Um, and I really hope that you can sell me on these games as a new Xbox One owner. Uh, and just to let everybody know, all these uh, we're just doing an imaginary role playing for these games being available because not all these games are available. So it's going to be interesting. And that's why I did it because I knew Corey don't sell anything. And I know you, Jesse, don't sell anything. But I kind of want you guys to like really experience what associates in retail have to go through when it's games they have no no education about. They never played it, maybe never seen it or anything. So this is the kind of the thing we have to do. <laughs> Corey is just shaking his head. Oh, so, okay, so Whiplash. So Dance. Siege. Yeah, so Dance Central. Oh, yeah. So, Corey, uh, Jesse Gaines are Dance Central, Whiplash, and Rainbow Six Siege. Way to give them easy ones. (sighs) You gave me the worst Sonic game, another platformer that's awful, and then the game of the generation. So, well, I gave you, I gave you a, a a bad game, an average game. And a triple A game. I did the same thing with Jesse. I gave him a bad game, an average game, and a triple A game. (laughs) Which is which? (laughs) (laughs) Where's he going? (laughs) So, uh, that's how I try to make it fair. Um, I forgot to turn off the hall light. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, I Son will get mad if I don't keep the lights off because, you know, no one's in the hallway, so there's no reason for the light to be on. Okay. So, Jesse, go. You're an awful person. All right. Well, all these games that I have for you are very interesting <laughs> in their own ways. <laughs> <sighs> I'll start with Whiplash. Um, do you like platformers? Yes, I do. Um, do you hate animal testing? Uh, no, I don't. You don't? You don't? Well, it's good because uh, this game, you actually get to play as an animal. And uh, you play as a weasel and you can shove a rabbit into an electrical socket to give them electricity powers. That's so awesome. And, how how and, does the game play? Uh, it's it's your like a typical platformer, three D platformer, but you uh, actually have some like hack and slash style gameplay, or like you basically you go around destroying and uh, wreaking havoc and and beating up the uh, all the scientists that are that are trying to do these animal testing on you. Okay. And uh is there any other games you could recommend also? Um yeah, if you do you like first person shooters? Yeah, I do like them. Um are you sick of the same old cookie cutter, you know, the same thing every day every time being redone but yet it's the same exact game? Um I guess I don't know. Well, Rainbow me? Well, Rainbow Six Siege is a very good first-person shooter that gives you plenty of uh, different characters and styles of uh, 
of gameplay that you you can kind of uh, play at your own uh, pace or or do you know if you want to be on the offense or the defense, and it you know it gives you a lot of uh, cool characters and you have little uh, storylines that you learn about them. So it's not just your typical first person shooter where you all you change is your outfit and that's it and there's no real personality to it. Okay, is there another game that you recommend? Um Do you like to dance? Yes, I love to dance. Well, I have a game for you. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Dance Central. And there's nothing more that you need to really know about it other than you get to dance and listen to some good music. Like while you're tra- doing it. Like what tracks do they have for it? Um, I'm pretty sure there's tracks by like bands like Insane Clown Posse and, <laughs> and uh, probably wow. some Nickelback. <laughs> hey, that is gay. Do guys do not have Nickelback or Insane Clown Posse? Buy these games or I'll cut you, fool. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh my I goodness! <laughs> I didn't expect it to just go so perfect. This is just a mess. Oh wow! You guys cannot sell the game for nothing. <laughs> and everybody that was sell, we sell. This mug said you can dance. It has tracks like Inkle, no, Nickelback, and <laughs> I was like. Have you seen a commercial dance central? Like you could have said Brahana, the hottest pop hit and R and B songs, like beyond like you had <laughs> Wow. I was going more for comical. Wow. <laughs> when you said nickelback, I was just like, Okay, there's no nickelback song. This must have insane clown parties we recorded. Wait, what? <laughs> No comments. Learn about magnets and how they work. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, that was we we sell we sell. Uh, hopefully, we'll do more of these uh, with our with other guests. Uh, we'll do another one in the future. Uh, and I think Corey, if you come back, I'm gonna have you do the list for me and Jesse. And uh, okay, <laughs> and and just to let you know, you have to keep it Xbox related. So all of these games play on Xbox One. This that it's an imagine imaginary world that all the games that you give us play on Xbox One. So what if I want to? Uh, what if I want to do a 3DO game? Section. You can't do 3DO. This is an Xbox <laughs> podcast. No, oh I thought goodness. this was a 3DO podcast. Dang it! I I've never played the 3DO. Oh, dude, you don't want to. <laughs> you tried dude. it? Yeah, dude, I have I have one. Wait, when? I didn't see this in your pictures that you show. Oh, Were you this, it out? those. I mean, they're they those systems are. I have a I have an Atari Jaguar and a Panasonic 3DO just sitting in my parents' basement somewhere. Wow, I did not. Yeah, is it the big box one where the tray comes out in the middle, uh-huh. or is it uh, okay? No, it's the there was two versions of it. There was like a yeah, there was like a pop up version, which was like a the second version of it. It was yeah, it was like this tan box, and then there was a disc slide one, which is the one that I have, which is black. 
Okay. Which, if you need you need some extra money, you could easily make some money off of those selling them. I know. I have a Saturn. I'm trying to get rid of too. Ah, uh, one of the best systems. That's and a master system. Yes, I, I think had, I, was we talking about the master system? We we're talking about you when you cut it on and it came like with a game like Snail. Yeah, stuff yeah. Like there's two two games in it. There's a couple of different versions of it, but yeah, you when you turned it on without a card in it, it, it gave you a menu where you could pick from two different games. Yeah, I had one of them that did uh, Hang On and Safari, uh, Safari Hunt. Yeah, that's the one I had. Yeah, but then there was a there was an earlier version that you get to play a snail game, like when you cut it on without no cartridge. Do do do. <laughs> so everybody, um, for this week's Arsenal Exchange, I did have a question, but we're gonna save it for next episode because our Arsenal Exchange is from you guys, the listeners. Woo-hoo. We have a lot of questions. Yes. We have a lot of questions that you guys have given us. So we're going to jump right into them. Our first question comes from Megan Green. Are any of you planning on getting an Xbox One X? If so, why? If not, what are your reasons for not upgrading? Financial reasons aside. By the way, (sighs) (laughs) please know to a Japanese developer on Fable. I love to see an up-and-coming British developer take on a franchise or Rare. (laughs) So, Jesse, are you planning on getting an Xbox One X? I like how he just doesn't even wait for us to acknowledge that (laughs) (laughs) nobody wants a Japanese (laughs) Fable game. Because we'll talk about that later on. Because we have another comment who 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 said something, so that's why I'm going to wait. Uh, so Jesse, are you going to get an Xbox One X in the future? If so, uh, why? If not, what are the reasons? Yeah, I I definitely I definitely am going to get one the second that my uh, you know my bank account can afford it. But um. Yeah, I, I I definitely want to get one just because uh, I've you know since the first Xbox came out, I've I've always been impressed with like kind of what they've brought to the table mm-hmm. as far as um, like functionality and and like I like in my life like I I love to game, but like media in general is pretty important to me. So, like the Xbox, just in my opinion, just does does kind of everything that I need it for the best. So, I I definitely want to upgrade and and kind of uh, be ready for the the next generation because I think it. I mean, I don't. I guess I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that the that this you know the Xbox One X is gonna be basically you know, into the next generation. Like the the PS five when it comes out is probably gonna basically be their version of the Xbox One X. So if you know, if it's kind of in the process of getting you know, moving to that next generation, you know, then I definitely want to get on on board as soon as I can. So yeah. Uh for me I'm not going to get an Xbox One X um because I'm fine with my regular Xbox and my TV it just runs like uh, like I just got the system maybe what three maybe three years ago 
Um, so I mean, it's still running good. I haven't had too many problems with it, um, and I don't and I don't feel like I need to upgrade to a 4K TV. My games look good at this point in time, so um, there's no need for me, Presty, to get it. Um, what about you, Corey? Um, I'm I'm probably gonna get one eventually, probably sometime next year. Um, I just, you know, I I love the xbox like i love the brand and everything and like i'm gonna keep my s2 because like my wife already knows how to use it i'll leave it in the other room for like you know ne- a netflix machine or a blu-ray player or whatever you know because like we don't we don't have one out there right now uh because mm-hmm. i kind of moved everything around and, and stuff but like you know i would i would like to have one just for like you know, eventually I'm going to get a 4K TV, so I'll have that ready to go. And, you know, I, like we said, like earlier, some of the games are already starting to show their <laughs> wear and tear on, on the Xbox, you know, like Assassin's Creed. I, as great as that game is, it could probably run a little bit better if I, if the system was a little bit more powerful, you know, and it doesn't run at a clear 1080p, it runs at 900p sometimes. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and a lot of people are saying on the X it runs at, you know, I mean, it super samples the 4K. It's not true 4K, but, you know, you can get it running at, you can favor performance or graphics, and performance would give you a nice steady 60 frames a second at 1080p, which is, you know, that's what I want from that game, and that's what I want from Rise of the Tomb Raider and Halo and Gears. Like, I want that, you know, and... uh just having the box be able to do that plus future proof my media like 4k blu-rays and you know like <laughs> i've been waiting to get a 4k tv for so long i I have two 4k blu-rays just still in the cellophane because i want to watch them someday on a 4k tv you know <laughs> like uh deadpool was on sale on 4k blu-ray and i was like well i'll get it because i'm probably gonna get one eventually <laughs> So, like, I have that wrapped, and I have Guardians 2 wrapped in a 4K thing, and, you know, I'm, I wasn't sure if I was going to be ready for, like, a 4K jump, but, you know, as long as I can future-proof it, and, like, you know, Xbox is kind of not really doing generations anymore, and if the X is that first step into, like, you know, quote-unquote, the next generation without being the next generation, like, I kind of want to be a part of it, you know, I want to see how things run differently. And like, I just want to see how much more powerful it is. You know, like you can look at screenshots and stuff all you want on the internet, whatever, that doesn't really do anything for me. But like, if I could have it run side by side with my S and I want to see what, you know, gears looks like on this TV compared to this TV or this box compared to this box, or I think it'd just be fascinating to literally see the differences. So Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah I hope I answered the question like I do want to get an X eventually and whether or not I get a 4K TV or not soon like I I do want a, a, bo- a nice new box and you know I'll have two Xboxes so yay me yay, yay me <laughs> well, even just for load times on some games yeah it like would be a nice lot of people because are saying some lo- games oh. lo- a lot of people are saying like the load times on Assassin's Creed Origins on the X are non-existent. Like, and it takes me like 
when I'm fast traveling and stuff, fast traveling yeah. to another location takes me like at least 60 seconds to 90 seconds just to get there, you know, just because the box isn't powerful enough to do it that fast. So, uh, that'd be kind of nice. So I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll upgrade. Like I upgraded to a pro, but I mean, like I said, I only upgraded to a PS4 pro because my PlayStation died and I was like, well, I might as well. You know, so we'll yeah. see. We'll see what comes first: Switch games or or the new Xbox. <laughs> oh, Switch for me. I mean, I've, like, I've... look, the Switch has so many good games coming out that it's like, yes. I I don't. It's gonna take me longer to get an X, an Xbox One X. Like, here's the thing: the the amount of money in the last two or three months that I've spent on Switch games probably could have bought me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and Xbox One X, <laughs> but I mean the stuff that Nintendo's putting out right now, and like the indies and stuff, are so good that I'm just like, look, I can play through Assassin's Creed on my S if it means I get to play these cool Switch games. You know, it's not like it's not like the Xbox One S is a horrible experience. You know, so right, yeah, yeah, there's just a better one out there. Well, we're going to move on to our next question by Jackson Phillips. If you could pick some franchises to come back but change them in some way, what would that they be? I thought it would be a good topic when I heard y'all talk about a perfect dark game in the vein of Metal Gear 5, and I would be all for that. Also, I vote no on the Japanese developer for Fable. <laughs> so, Corey, <laughs> um, what game or franchises would you bring back and uh but how would you change it in some way man i don't even know what i would bring back at this point like i mean i think if they could get the budget behind a banjo kazooie game that would be like a mario odyssey style game like i think that would be really cool Mm -hmm. um i don't really know what i would change like I was thinking the other day about like a fable game in the vein of horizon almost, mm-hmm. but like maybe a little less serious than horizon, you know, like a really cool action RPG where you're going out and doing cool stuff and exploring. Still has some comedy to it. Yeah. Like the, like just that humor that fables known for, but like take the game a little bit more serious, but not on the level of like horizon, but still go into town and people like, calling you a chicken chaser or lemons or you know like all the dumb nicknames they gave you and like as you progress through the game you could like your character could age through the story of the game you know because mm-hmm. that was like one of the big selling points of fable one where like your character would age as you progress through the game and like you could you could theoretically show that throughout the story of the game you know make it take place over like 15 years or something you know i think that'd be cool um i would like to see a squad based halo game similar to gears (laughs) like not that i would bring that back like not that you're bringing back a franchise but changing a franchise like i always thought it'd be cool if you could control a squad of spartans similar to like like republic or like republic commando for xbox like ooh, i think that'd be cool if you could just control a squad of spartans like that you know um oh that looks good that yeah i'll be into that so that's kind of but like 
perfect an open world stealth perfect art game like that's still my go-to i gosh i think they could do something really cool with like the art style but still make it a cool and fascinating open world and make it kind of like 80s techno like bright purples and oranges and greens and you know very over the top but still have it an open world feel i man that's still my go-to man still think it'd be cool I, I think uh, uh I don't know for me I would I would still do open but I'm kind of like a new, a new York or not like a North style like maybe a little bit cyberpunkish I don't know it's just something about yeah. visually seeing it in my mind uh yeah I think a cyberpunky kind of cool perfect take on perfect dark would be cool too yeah uh, what about you Jesse yeah, I, I mean, you know, like we we kind of talked with the, like I definitely still, yeah, my my main one one would be the the perfect dark one that we you know originally talked about, and doing you know doing something unique with that and making it a little bit more, you know, like story driven, I guess, because because I think like that world is you know is is interesting to me. But um, I'm trying to think of other games that you know that are kind of like exclusive to Xbox because that's <laughs> what she wanted was exclusive stuff, right? Like just just basically. any kind of, well, just any franchise. Um, yeah. Nor nor Jesse, he'll probably do like a dark take of Grab by the Ghoulies or something. Gosh, <laughs> get that out of here. Uh, Stubbs the like- Zombie. I want a I want a gritty reboot of Stubbs the Zombie. <laughs> Oh, wow. What was Dennis Dyack's <laughs> other game for 360? Uh, who cares? Ooh. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I can't really think of because, like, we've we've kind of talked about, uh, you know, a lot of them already, like, that I, that I could think of that I, you know, I'm, I mean, like, the franchise, like one of my favorite franchises, right? You know, right now with Xbox is the State of Decay. But, yes. But it would. I don't really know what I would do to. Like, cause, cause it's kind of, like anything that you would do differently with that, <clears throat> would, would have already kind of been done. They. Like with that game, they've kind of just did the whole like survival open world thing with zombies. Like they did it so well compared to a lot of the other ones that I just feel like just don't don't do it. You know, do it for me as much as this. You know, that game does. But it's like I, you know, that's the thing. I can't really think of what I would do to it though. Like short of like turning it more into like a Resident Evil style game where it's like a like a more close and personal like you know adding more like puzzle solving and stuff like that to it or something like make it I don't know trying to think of other other franchises that it was uh, it was too human too human. Yeah, that was the game that Dennis Dyack did for Microsoft. Oh man, oh, too human. Okay. Like that game had such a cool concept, and it just was like, man, 
game is awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing like uh <laughs> this is kind of funny, but I wouldn't mind seeing like Fusion Frenzy done more into like nice. a, <clears throat> like get a like a get a Nintendo style uh you know makeover where like have it kind of be like similar to their their like Mario and and you know and have it where you use those characters from from the uh, Fusion Frenzy and have them do like uh like different styles of of party games you know or or you know have them do like more of like sports games or or something that you know that, that's like more aimed towards having you know party style games multiplayer but but give you different experiences because like you know that there that game was kind of more like a mario party but mm-hmm. i wouldn't mind seeing them like doing like a mario kart style game or something like that you know have it and have their own unique like style like i could see them doing it more like it would be like mario party in the style of like tron or something like that oh okay um kind of interesting for me i would kind of like to see blinks the time sweeper kind of done in a metroid style game <laughs> i know that's a little bit uh old school um i would like to see a game called malice um which jumped to different publishers i kind of would like to see that in a, a 2d puzzle game arcade style puzzle game uh t human will probably be like something in the form of like a platinum action adventure game uh, but we done by by some action team, maybe Ninja Theory or something could do it. Uh, which would be interesting that Ninja Theory would make a game on the Microsoft platform. Uh, I just think Ninja yeah. Theory needs to make every game ever. Um, Project Gotham Racing could be in the form of like Burnout Takedown. I could see that, or that would probably be more Forza. But I would see, like to see Project Gotham. Um, racing, um, uh, kind of like a sequel to Blue Dragon. Don't change nothing. Just give me a sequel to it. Is <laughs> is what I would like to, um, really see. So, yeah. But that's that's the games that I would kind of bring back and actually change up. So, we're gonna move on to our next question from Samantha Cross. How would you move Microsoft forward from a business standpoint? Do you think they offer a good product? Um, I wouldn't actually move them from a business standpoint. I think Microsoft is good at what they do. I think sometimes they need to fail in order to uh, learn from it so they could make uh, better decisions because Microsoft just got bank. You know, and uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like doubt them because I prefer Microsoft over Apple when it comes to um, PCs and some of their products. Um, that that might sound crazy. I know <laughs> Corey's gonna shake his head, but I've dealt I, I've dealt with Apple and some of their products, and when they break, 
they kind of want you to buy a new one. Like the replacement plan or a replacement of getting something fixed shouldn't cost as much as getting a new one. You would think that it would cost less. Um, it does cost less. And not for, not my, for what I have. My three-year replacement plan on my laptop was 150 bucks. Not for me. My iTouch to get it fixed was the same price of getting a new iTouch. You're and I, and I, I, that's what happens at the Apple store. So, um, are you sure you went to the Apple store? Yes, I went to the Apple store. The Apple store is five minutes from my job. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> uh, they have lines. I, in which I didn't get to see the line for the iPhone X or the, the other iPhone. Um, usually they have a line in the mall for that app for the apple store for people to come and get it um and but i just didn't get to go to that mall to see how long it was going to be um but i think they offer a good product i think they offer a better product than apple now i will say i haven't dealt with apple's pcs or um computers or anything like that um but like for the touches and stuff and just dealing with them um i do think i do think apple's products are like super overpriced but like at the same time like microsoft like well microsoft talking like general windows pcs like allow you to customize your stuff a lot more where like you know maybe you just want to do you know video editing so you only buy the stuff you need for video editing on windows and like that's what you pay for whereas like on an apple product you are literally paying for everything that you can possibly do ever on the thing, whether you're going to use it or not. So like if you're going to say you only want to do video editing, well, you get the stuff for video editing. You get the stuff for record, like recording audio. You get the art package. You get like, you literally get everything. Mm -hmm. So like in one way, that's kind of nice, but in another way, it's kind of like, I don't need all that stuff. So why am I paying for it? But like, I, I do think Apple products are kind of expensive. I mean, they, they're nice and they'll last you a long time, but like at the same time, it's like maybe like, I don't know. Is it really worth it sometimes? You know? So like I'm using a windows computer right now because like it's way easier to record us, but I edit all of our videos on a, on a Mac. So like, you know, I do work with both, but this... yeah, I think I think Mac is good for editing stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I have but to invest I... in a new computer. That's gonna suck eventually. Uh, what for edit for the editing software stuff? Because mm -hmm. like my laptop is like burning out. Sometimes if I have to process two or three videos at the same time, it'll just like stop the program until my computer cools down which is why like Yikes. sometimes our videos go up late it's not because like it's not because i didn't edit them it's because when i'm done editing the, editing them my computer doesn't mm -hmm. want to process it so like that sucks you know i mean it's it, i'm doing it on something that's not meant for that so like it's understandable but at the same time it just kind of sucks that like you know just sucks yeah, um, I, yeah, and I have see because I haven't dealt with the lot of Apple um, 
editing software. Like I said, haven't did nothing with the computers. I, I just there's just something about it I don't. I guess at this time I don't need, so I don't need to experiment with it. But I I think just like some of the replacement and getting stuff fixed is like a little bit way too much. And I think I get I could kind of get that same experience or those same that same software stuff cheaper on uh Windows PC. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And I get what you're saying. It's like a full package versus Ale Cart for Microsoft. Um but I think you could just find programs online that could probably that's free or something like something a little bit basic that if you could if you're a whiz kid and could use it and do some work around stuff, you know. Yeah. But so um what about you, Jesse? Yeah, I I think uh like as far as moving them forward, um they're yeah they're like i agree they're kind of i think they're doing fine they uh you know they're kind of re readjusting everything and kind of re hit the reset button so it like uh, uh, right now it looks you know like they're you know i mean well and they are behind in a sense but I think it's they're they're trying to take care, you know, of the things that are kind of important for them that they have to take care of, you know, so they can move forward. And so I I think th- this next, you know, this year coming up is when we're going to see a big change in, you know, as far as uh more games coming out and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, hopefully some new will be seeing some new uh groups you know that are working for for microsoft to make get new games and uh i think i think it's you know it's it's hard you know when you're looking at it as an outsider it it looks like nothing's really going on but i think it's just it's too early in the stages of of moving forward that you know you really can't you know see any progress but think i think this next year we'll we'll finally see where what direction they're going in so it's kind of we're in the in limbo right now with them (laughs) (laughs) but i but i think i think they're you know they as far as moving forward all they really they really got to do is just work on getting some new uh new games and maybe some new franchises started you know to to get people interested so you know think that's really the the main thing that that i would do and i think they are doing is just working on getting some new games out so but otherwise they you know as far as the the uh xbox itself goes i mean you know they they've got the the one x that's you know going to give you the best you know best experience right now for you know playing the games and you know better you know visuals and stuff like that so they don't need to do too much there you know for now so yeah and their backwards compatibility like when they announced red dead uh red dead redemption like people were buying used copies like they was happy for that to come uh come back yeah yeah, and Windows 10, uh, regardless of how people view it, uh, 
it worked when it came out for free for everybody. <laughs> if, if you dealt with Windows OS, you understand that Windows 10 was a blessing because they got it right. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely was uh, go back to it, the Windows 98 style or whatever, the XP or whatever. With, you know, like so, some of those earlier ones were really, really nice and they started screwing around with things and it just wasn't working out very well but they it seems like they kindly kind of got back to a solid uh uh system again so <laughs> yeah so uh we're gonna go uh, to our next question from now it might be geo or geo but i'm gonna go with geo uh geo drake what's one game on sony's platform that you admire and want to see microsoft take inspiration from so uh jesse um what's that one game on sony's platform that you admire and want to see microsoft take inspirations from well i know i know a lot of people are, would probably say uh horizon zero dawn you know that's that's gonna be like a given basically but i uh like for me personally like my my favorite genre of game is is like the horror survival style games and stuff mm-hmm. and like honestly like the the like if i was to get a playstation today like a ps4 today i th- my first game i would get would be the uh would be until dawn so i i would like to see a very story driven uh game like that on the on the xbox that's kind of like a choose your own adventure almost um where you know the choices you make determine what happens in the story kind of thing like that and you know survival horror type thing um i think that that's the first game that comes to mind for me um would be something like that Cause, cause I mean, we, you know, we have horror, survival horror stuff. I, I really loved, uh, you know, the condemned games. I've said that multiple times, you know, that I love that. And, uh, you know, Resident Evil always is good, but we don't really have anything like that. That's kind of like a choose your own adventure kind of story thing with the with the survival horror that's on the xbox that i can think of off the top of my head so i think i would like something like that for me okay what about you Corey? i mean horizon i think is the easy answer i just you know they have they have franchises they can do that style of game with and like i said earlier like fable a more lighthearted version of Horizon with Fable would be awesome. But, like, you know, I just think the incredible amount of effort that went into world building and, you know, Ed, we talked about this a few times, how they, like, make a statement about diversity without making, like, saying the statement out loud. We're for diversity and, like, you know, having that world and and just the characters and building it out, fleshing it out really well. And, you know, some minor tweaks here and there to the gameplay, that game would be a perfect 10. Like I, I still believe that like that's the game that Microsoft has to live up to now, you know, in terms of competition. And 
you know, I'll, they, they say that, you know, the best artists are the ones that copied the work and made it known. And like, you know, I, I think I don't want them to like straight up copy horizon. I think that would be a bad idea, but like add a artistic flair to it and make it their own, but still make a really cool action RPG with a fleshed out world. Like fable fits that description. You know, Albion is a very fleshed out. It has a fleshed out history. It has a fleshed out you know, character base, it has, you know, a lot of things you could do in that. And like, you know, I think they could add an interesting element with like, you know, your dog companion, I think would be, would add an interesting element to that game. I think, you know, choosing like adding the, uh, good or evil side of things to that, like tackling the side quests, either the good way or the bad way could like alter how the game, the game plays out. And like, really add something to that open world that we really haven't seen in a game like right like an open world rpg before like yes you know i think microsoft could do a lot of cool things with that framework and just add things that would make it their own so you know i think i think horizon is is the game to look at i also think infamous is a cool game like an interesting game to look at like if microsoft could create their own version of a superhero game i think that would probably go over pretty well um people usually say that uh sunset overdrive is a ripoff of second sun but <laughs> I, I mean personally think it sunset overdrive is awesome like that yeah that right. was a cool idea like if they were to yeah and that's more uh that's more ins- uh, insomniac, and if you and if you think that that's because of of uh, infamous, then you need to go play the Sly Cooper games, because a lot of that stuff that's in Sunset Overdrive came from Sly Cooper. Yeah. So. Well, and, and you know, and Sunset Overdrive is the first, you know, the first attempt at that story at that at that game i mean that they very possibly could uh you know improve on that and you know have a have a better game moving forward i wouldn't mind seeing that happen either you know Mm -hmm. i did like that game i need to finish it i want to finish that game so um for me uh the last guardian i would love to see microsoft be able to take um something that I was thinking of the Last Guardian. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to mm-hmm. cut you off. But they no, ha- no, go ahead. They kind of have their like, quote unquote, artsy franchise in Ori, and like I know it's not the same type of game, but it's like mm-hmm. they have their kind of cult following, artsy, artsy game. So like that's why I didn't say Last Guardian. Well, Last Guardian in the fact that it deals with. Uh, it deals with a relationship, but the but the min, uh, minimalist uh, min, uh, the minimalist in that game. <laughs> sorry, in um, in in the last garden, it's just it kind of makes it, you know, being able to be where you're sitting out in the wind is blowing and seeing how uh, Trico's fur moves and how he reacts to uh the little boy and the stuff it's just like hearing some of the music play you know 
for Microsoft to get away from thinking that everything has to be big and bold and mature and the guns are blazing and try to tell some movie quality narrative story stuff. You know, what happens when you could just do something small um, but make it feel big and make it feel that the relationship that's going on between two characters really matter and their relationship depends on each other. Like, if you look at The Last Guardian, the boy depends on Trico, um, kind of almost as his protector. And Trico looks up to the boy as his master to feed him and help him get around, help him understand what's going on in the world. You know, because um, with Trico kidnapping the boy and stuff, just like, we need your, I need your help and you being a human you being the closest thing for help sorry I had to kidnap you but we need your help on this land and uh, it would be something interesting to see um, uh, if, um, if Microsoft could do that make something that's minimalist but make you know make it feel grand in a sense between two characters like do some puzzle based things or do some nice action com you know combat or you no know, not too much dialogue you know really really use a piano and some um you know flutes and violins like make it some make some things a little bit orchestra but make the piano like kind of the main focus to help carry this this along because that's one thing that I kind of wish that Microsoft did better was have better soundtracks for their music. I mean, you know, for their games. Um, and I think something like The Last Guardian, if Microsoft made something similar or was inspired to of that to make a game in a sense, and it don't even have to be a uh, human animal. It could be two humans. It could be two animals or, you know, whatever they want to create. It could be about um, a human and a cyborg. You know, if I, if I want to take, if I was going to go with more inspiration uh, outside of Sony, Microsoft needs to watch the movie Metropolis and understand um, that relationship between the boy and the girl robot in that movie. And I would love to see something like that. Um, Metropolis is an anime. Really, really good. The person who made Astro Boy, um, he made, uh, he made, uh, created this character, but he died before the movie could ever get made. So, um, it really, just a really great movie. So, um, that's my answer for this question uh, so we're going to get into the last question um, at COD fan FF <laughs> at Corey in HD <laughs> what do you think will happen to Battlefront 2 um, I, can I, I let me respond to this one Corey before you go um, surprisingly Battlefront 2 has been selling no it has not let me tell you why physical I, copies I, are down 60% uh, physical uh, physical copies are about to go up. I've been having kids come in with their grandparents, with their mom and dad, buying a physical game. And I think they don't know about the microtransaction situation. A lot of kids have been coming up looking at the PS4 version or looking at the Xbox One version and said, I want that game. And I think it's because their friends have it also. Um, 
it, now, and the reason why I say that, reason why I say that, Corey, is that this just happened unexpectedly this yeah. week, uh, last week while I was at work, and I was just like, and I kind, I'm kind of getting worried, just to be like, okay, is EA going to be start making money off of kids who want this game that don't know this transaction, uh, the the controversy about this game, um. And if they don't know, EA might be banking on these kids. And there might be a surprise a surge in sales if this happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, you could go home. Well, here, here's the thing. Like, I said this on NGR. La- well, this week's episode of NGR Radio, like, Matt and I were kind of talking about it a little bit. And it's like, Look, people that are, like, really into this stuff know what's going on, but then you get people like my my cousin and his son are really, really into Star Wars, but they don't play games a lot. And they were thinking Mm -hmm. about getting a PS4 just for Battlefront and Lego Star Wars. And it's like, they just want it because it's a Star Wars game, man. They They don't go online and look at it. They just see the commercials and say, oh, look, cool, TIE Fighters blowing each other up and, like, it's a cool new, well, supposedly a cool new story that bridges the gap between Jedi and Force Awakens and, like, new mm-hmm. characters. And, you know, you're basically just replaying scenes from the movies. And it's like, that's kind of all they want it for. And it's not like they are online looking at this stuff or on Reddit message boards or anything. They just, they literally just saw commercials and they're like, oh man, new Star Wars stuff. That's cool. And it's like, how many people are like that that are buying this game and that's why you know i think people were waiting for black friday to see if that game was going to go on sale or not i think people are waiting for christmas to buy the game like i i know that i just said that sales were down 60 percent of physical copies but like uh i think i think a lot of people are waiting for games to go on sale because a they don't they want to wait for the games to go on sale because they don't want to pay 60 bucks or they are waiting for Christmas or, you know, whatever holidays you celebrate and they, mm-hmm. they're, they're just waiting for those. And, you know, that's when the sales will pick up and, and, you know, I'm sure in January or February, there'll be some Xbox gold sale or some PlayStation flash sale where it's 20 bucks or, you know, the free play weekends are really popular or, you know, a year from now is it added to the ea vault like for ea access you know it's it's really hard to judge this game because of the audience it's trying to attract aside from the microtransactions and it's like star wars is arguably the biggest brand right now you know you've got marvel you've got uh star wars you know those are two of the biggest money makers right now in terms of merchandise and movies and now games and stuff. So like, I don't know, man, this game's really hard to judge. And it's like, I, I would really like to play this game because I really enjoyed the first one. But at the same time, I'm not paying for this game until, you know, they figure out what they're doing or they issue some sort of apology or like something is really heartfelt, you know? And it sucks because like, Walt Williams is a great, great writer. And like, uh, 
the girl that plays the new character is a really great actress and like you want to support those people because they're like right. up and coming storytellers or up and coming act- actors or actresses that you support because they're good in other things that you like or you know it's it's hard it's a hard decision to make because you don't want to support EA <laughs> you know it's the it's the mass effect situation right like you don't want to buy another EA game, but you love Mass Effect and you don't want Bioware to close, you know? And, like, that's the conundrum Anthem is going to have when it comes out, right? Because you're like, well, look at all this crap that EA's pulling, you know? But you want you don't want Bioware to close because they're a great studio. <laughs> so, like, I, I really... it's This game has created such a weird thing, you know? It's just, it's just this weird game that exists... And I don't really know how to tackle it, you know? Well, it, it's it's like the adult gamer knows and sees this as greed on EA part. Well, not even the adult y- gamers. It's like my cousin I mean, my cousin they... is older than me, and he doesn't know any of this stuff that's going on. It's, it's the hardcore that know well, about this. Well, yeah. I, I think, yes. I should re- I should rephrase it. I think when I mean as the adult gamer, um, you party, mean a more informed gamer. Yeah, the more informed because like young kid, there's there's still young kids who don't pay attention to video games. Their marketing is my friend got it, so I got to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's the marketing. And EA will bank off of that. You know. You try to ask the kid what is games as a service, they wouldn't be able to tell you. Maybe the well-informed adult would be able to tell you, uh, but like your cousin, he wouldn't be able to tell you what a games as a service thing. Mm-hmm. His first guess would probably be like, "Is that something like a mobile game?" Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, technically, <laughs> mobile games are games <laughs> as services. Service. So like, yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, I I didn't tell him like what was going on because it's like for people don't don't know that kind of stuff. It's like really complicated to try to explain to someone like what what the heck is going on with Battlefront. But like I was like when when he was talking to me about it the other day and I was like, yeah, it it looks cool. But like I'm going to wait till it goes on sale because there's some there's some things going on with that game that I don't really like support. Yeah. And I was like, but. Lego Star Wars is fun. Yay. <laughs> right. Uh Jesse, your thoughts? Yeah, I uh <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, I just with that with that game I I just hope that everything that's going on kind of maybe fixes something. And, uh, and hopefully, uh, all this, you know, like there's talk about, about people, um, investigating them and, you know, they're, (laughs) it's, it's pretty crazy and I just kind of want to stay away from it right now until, until things get sorted out and, and hopefully I, you know, I, I think as bad as it is and it, and it's unfortunate because like you said, it's like, you're basically, they're using, you know, the these people, you know, like Bioware and stuff. They're basically holding them as a human shield, mm-hmm. and and unfortunately, when you want to revolt against them, they take everyone else down with them. 
I mean, and, like the same the same thing is happening to Need for Speed right now, right? Is like, but like, yeah, they it's it. different because like oh. Need for Speed isn't nearly as popular as Star Wars, so it's like, yeah. so, but like. The, that stuff that's happening with their garage mo- microtransactions, it's the same thing. Like, it's literally the same thing. And, like, I, I know not a lot of people are really talking about the Need for Speed stuff, but, like, they literally have two games out right now that are doing the exact same thing that are just so, just evil, you know? And it's like... And- and they have to remove it. And I think that's why a lot of people feel like even if you remove microtransactions, you still got a problem with the game. Because mm-hmm. Well, you, if you take out the microtransactions, you just have a very poor implemented progression system. And it's pretty like, much. And it's like yeah. like the uh, microtransactions aside, like I I haven't played it. I have friends that have bought it and have played it and really like it. You know, we have friends in the community that have bought it and like it. But, like, I just, the things I keep hearing is, like, the progression system still sucks. It's, like, you know, there's there's no progression. There's no, like, you know, like, Overwatch doesn't really have a really, it doesn't really have a progression system. You just level up and get loot boxes and stuff. But the sense of progression is there when you level up and you're like, oh, I get a loot box. And then if you have a duplicate, it automatically breaks down into credits. And you're like, oh, well, I can use these credits to buy something else that I don't have, you know, mm-hmm. which is really yeah. nice. And, like, I know we've run around this topic, like, 45 times, so I'm just trying to make the quick version. But, like, yeah. the way that Star Wars does it is, like, you don't even get that stuff. It's all random, and it's just, like, it just, I don't know. Like, don't get, I haven't played it, so I don't really know how it works, but... And I don't know if it's really, like, as bad as the internet makes it seem. Like, I really don't. But, like, at the same time, like, sources that I trust, like, really think that this this game is, like, evil. I <laughs> And I think at next year E3, I think that's when they'll probably return the microtransactions to it. Um, or nah, they'll have a... Up, or, then. It'll be, like, it has some updates. <laughs> Well, it depends on what Disney says. I think Disney's waiting for what this um they they with have this to, investigation. Do they have to like from a business standpoint, they have to get those microtransactions back in at some point for something. Like they can rework the progression all they want. They can re- rework the worth of everything all they want, mm-hmm. but like that's that's part of like the business model. Like they could they could lose a ton of money on this game because of their dumb decisions. And like, I, from a I business, think they have already from, from a business perspective, they have to get those back in to make up some of the costs, you know, like mm. here's the thing. Like I wish studios would just increase the cost of games. Like I know that sounds awful, but like, with all this extra development time going into 4k textures and extra realistic looking things and, and licensing deals and stuff like if battlefront and like, okay, I know they, <laughs> they have an 80 and a hundred dollar version, but like if they would just charge like seventy nine ninety nine instead of fifty nine ninety nine and everything's in there, like that, I would be fine with that because of like, how I, how much work goes into these things, you know? Mm. Like if the next Tomb Raider game 
was seventy nine ninety nine, like I would buy it. You know, like it it would be less. Like I would be wouldn't be able to buy as many games, but at the same time, it's like, look, you buy the we don't buy every game. I mean, sometimes we do, but like a a normal person doesn't buy every game they want to play because of you know time constrictions or financial restrictions or you know just life in general you know you buy the game that's going to be worth your time and that's why i mean honestly that's why games like battlefront 2 and call of duty and titanfall well maybe not titanfall but like i think titanfall sold well i think it's had a long i think it had it's had a long tail on it um but like you know those games sell well because the replay is high. Yeah, the replay value is high. Like the multiplayer itself gives you a high replay value, and it's a, it's a reason why Horizon sold well and The Witcher sold well is because like those games give you hours and hours and hours of content for like The Witcher gives you like two hundred hours of content for sixty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, for eighty five dollars if you bought both expansion packs, like three hundred hours worth of content. You know, that's a ton of content for seventy five eighty five bucks. You know, like Final Fantasy, you could get all these extra episodes and content for 85 bucks. And like I it took me like 65 hours to beat the main game, you know, and I didn't even do everything. So I don't know. I just I just think it would be look, we used to pay 80 and 90 dollars for for Nintendo 64 and Super Nintendo games back in the day, you know, and that was with 1997 money, (laughs) you know, I I think we can cut the industry some slack. Look, when they raise the price $10, well, people stop caring after a week, right? I think the the problem is that if they're paying $80 and they're trading it in, uh, you know, that that's a different topic on the sell. Well, then, I Companies... mean, like, that's on, that's on you then, though. Like, that's when, well, you know, yeah. if you're, if you're going to raise the price maybe companies start providing demos or vertical slices to people to allow them to play the game before they buy. People need Let's to do see, their research. People need to start looking stuff up. Like demo, the, the, like if you're going to raise the price demos, you should incorporate a demo section into your development cost. But they, but see the demo thing. Yeah, that would be a good idea. But now demos are hidden behind pre-sales. Not all of them. Wolfenstein, what, Wolfenstein has a two-level beta or two-level demo out right now. Wolfenstein Two, but the game has already out. They didn't put no de- they didn't put no demo in before the game came. That's out. fine. A lot, you don't have to buy the game on day one. Like you can wait thirty well, days. Like if you wait thirty days and then put out uh-huh. a demo, like that's fine. Like, who cares? but that's what everybody. That's what people expect. They expect the demo to be out before. Um, the actual well, they, game they can't oh, like people are just gonna have to lessen their expectations like i think a demo after the first week is a is a okay time frame mm-hmm. for them like if you say hey you know if you if you like this game you can pre-order it get the bonuses whatever but you know if you want to wait and see what the game plays like we're gonna put a demo out seven days after I, the game comes out i i think or, what nintendo did with splatoon is a good thing yeah as or, as a demo do it for four hours mm-hmm. if you like it and then after the four hours shut it down yeah it like like make it time like yeah, that I mean, that's fine like, demos like that i go i will go for yeah you know or do like uh you know ea access like 
allowed people to play the first three campaign missions of the game if you subscribe to EA Access. Now, I know that's yeah. like, what what is it, like five bucks a month, I think. But, like, you know, even then it's like, well, I get 10 hours of demo time. I get to play the campaign, see how it feels. 10 hours is more than enough time to figure out if you like the multiplayer or not. Yes. You know? I and think, I agree. Like, I th- I think that, you know, that should just be in your development costs to do that for people. And, like, whether it's a multiplayer beta or a demo or a server stress test, like, you know, I think it's I think it's fine. You know, a lot of shooters do that anyway. Destiny, Call of Duty did it, uh, you know, and, and they're basically server stress tests. But in Destiny, we got to play the first mission of the campaign and we got right. to play a strike and we got to play some multiplayer and that's cool like you know and you know if you want early access you pre-order it but if you don't mind waiting three or four days to try it out like destiny like the, the beta was still going and then they extended it because it was going so well like you know that's and, and i think that's what i mean by demos being in hidden behind pre-orders uh uh, because like you know, uh, Destiny having its pre-order and people who on the PlayStation got to play it Tuesday, Xbox player Aaron and everybody else got to play it uh, that Wednesday, and then PC got to play it later later on. But you know, to have that early access to that game to that game's demo, you had to pre-order it, and it just felt like I don't know. Besides Splatoon and maybe even ours, like some of the Nintendo titles, they'll like you said a stress test or something. Like they they do a time demo, uh, for that day that you could schedule up and play it. So that you get in enough time if you like it or not. Where some of the demos from third party, they just they hide it behind a paywall, and they want to put that one first before they be like, okay, everybody else now could play it. You know. Um, and I guess that's what I mean hidden by a paid demo the first experience you kind of have to guarantee that you're going to pick up this game yeah yeah I just uh, you know if they raised the price to like 80 bucks and they had a demo like you know Xbox Live Arcade used to require you to have a demo like that was not Mm -hmm. a bad idea that was one of the best features of Xbox Live Arcade um and, and, you know, if they just extended that to be like, look, people are upset about these games. Like, you're not making enough money. This is a way we can solve the issues. And, like, we just raised the price of the games. There's no loot boxes or hidden fees or, like, you know, or the loot boxes. There's regulations and rules to loot boxes to where, like, you have to itemize everything the, the way they have yes. to do it in China. Like they have to list out the probability of you getting these things and, you know, no duplicates and stuff like that. Like if there's some sort of industry regulation and you just raise the price and you say, look, these loot boxes are optional. They have no gameplay effect whatsoever. Like those kinds of things. Like I honestly think this all would go away, <laughs> you know, and well, like, people would be upset for like what? two weeks about the prices going up and then the next game that they want comes out and they're like, Ooh, goody game. And they'll buy it. If, if customers and consumers could get a guarantee that they're not going to be nickel and dime. Yes. They would pay that $80, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I mean, it would suck because like, I mean, we, I mean like we don't, we don't make a ton of money, but like 
at the same time, I'm not buying every game. Like that was my that was my New Year's resolution this year was to play more of less, buy the games that I really, really, really want to play, and mm-hmm. then you know make a list of games that you know I kind of want to play, and if I get around to it or they go on sale, maybe I'll check it out. And like for the most part, <laughs> except for like Switch, but like for the most <laughs> for the most part, like I did that. You know, I've played a ton of games and i probably spent less on games this year than i have in a long time you know i probably i probably spent more games i mean it, but, if you include switch like i i, I mean I but, a lot of switch games but 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 people gotta understand like i'm like i own three consoles you know i i do a podcast i, I get these games not only to have discussions but to do research so, you know yes i'm i'm building a backlog but i'm like there's some stuff in games that we don't talk about yeah and and you know sometimes that stuff need to be addressed i want to see different designs but western uh and eastern companies are doing i want to support indies and stuff like there are a ton of games from my perspective for me that I kind of have to own because I do so much more than just play them. Yeah. You know, and I think with Battlefront 2, we shall see what happens after the holiday. I think there's going to be a, a minor huge jump, I think. Um, definitely when the movie coming out. But the, the, the last thing I have to say about this is that I think after Anthem, if Bioware does close, I think people will be upset. And until they protest of not buying no more EA games after Bioware closes, that would be the ultimate um, that would be the ultimate decision for a lot of gamers in that mm-hmm. company. You could say they're the worst company uh, of all they want, but if they're still making bank and selling games, them closing the studio would not even matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh it's it's uh <laughs> interesting <laughs> predicament that they've put themselves in. And like, you know, not only like this Battlefront 2 stuff, but the closing of Visceral really like all this it's like the perfect storm of bad events for EA and it's like Plus the Mass Effect Andromeda thing earlier this year. It's just, man, it's, it's rough. Like it's, it's, they, it's just a rough situation that they put themselves in. And it's going to be interesting how they dig themselves out. It is. Yeah. To me, it's kind of sad that people can't voice their opinion. They got a voice with their dollar. I'm like, I think the dollar thing doesn't work. I'm I'm sorry. It's like the thing too is like, the way people are voicing their opinions isn't working either because they're always like internet hate mob and it's not just like constructive like you know i like okay so here's an example when i bought fifa for fifa 18 for switch right yes i like that game it has the game modes i want but it is it is not nearly a fully featured version of that game right it is it's missing the story mode it's missing it's missing a lot of things that people enjoy about that game and they sent me that email that says hey fill out the survey because you bought fifa 18 and uh the first question was would you recommend this this game to anybody and it said fifa fifa 18 for nintendo switch i said i said no and i gave it like it well it was like a star rating it was like 
out of out of one to ten stars, how would you uh, how would you uh, recommend this game to someone? Uh, and I put like four stars, right? And I was like, it's it's a good version of the game, but it's not a fully complete version of the game. And like, I gave my constructive feedback. I don't know who's gonna read it, but like, you know, I said. I am a fan of FIFA on this platform, but I can't recommend it to people who are f- huge soccer fans because, you know, it is not a fully featured version of the game. And then I went on to explain, like, you know, 2K and NBA 2K18, if you're going, like, I went on to say, like, that's the type of effort you put into a version of the game for this platform. I'm like, people are starving for content on this game and, like, or on this platform, and if you make a a short-sighted version of the game, people aren't going to buy it on the system, and, like, you can't really judge your, for lack of a better term, half-assed version of the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't judge your sales on a half-assed version of of your pretty much flagship sports franchise. And And I I pointed at NBA 2K18, how they did that, and uh, what was the other game I pointed to? Oh, Doom. I pointed at Doom, Doom mm-hmm. on Switch. I'm like, look, they may not look as nice as the other versions, but they have every game mode. They run they run near flawlessly, and they have all the game modes that you want. You know? And and EA pretty much don't doesn't listen to that from uh, I mean, yeah, the surveys are good, but they don't listen to people crying out like we want a fair game. If the stuff that you give to the other two consoles, you should be able to put money into the Switch version so that all three are equal across the board. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I said, I understand, like in the survey, I said, I understand Frostbite isn't made for underpowered hardware, but it's also like, it's been shown the last few games that the company's put out that it's not made for things that aren't big open world first person shooters, right? Or big battlefield open world shooters. Like uh, I said, I was like Mass Effect ran on your on this engine, and it's not, and and it and it suffered from being on the Frostbite engine. And like you know, I I went into like I understand a lot of people won't understand this, but being in the thick of the gaming community, like I understand a lot of things that some people don't go the lengths to understand. And like, you know, it's going to hurt people, you know, when they get versions of the game that aren't correct, you know? So I don't know. I tried, I, when I leave feedback, I try to be constructive. You know, I try to avoid saying like your game is garbage or your game is trash or your game. You you try to show the, you try to show the pros and cons. Yeah, I try to say it in like a respectful manner that like it's actually constructive criticism because like this this <laughs> this community, this gaming culture is so negative and so toxic all the time, you know, and it's like I we all try to be positive when we talk about stuff, right? And that's like yes. kind of the basis of what NGR is, right? Is like we have positive constructive conversations about things. And sometimes we go off the rails and sometimes we, you know, say negative things, but we, we try to do it in a constructive way when we talk about it. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people in a lot of places that don't do that. They just hiding behind their Twitter egg, uh, yelling 
garbage and crapshoots. And when people block them, they just create another Twitter account to yell at the same things, you know, it's, and it's just, it sucks when you're actually trying to be constructive about something. And then someone comes in and just makes you feel like a dumpster fire, you know, it's just, yeah. So, you know, I don't, and, and wrapping it around the EA thing, and I know we're probably going to wrap up soon, but like, yes, I don't like what EA is doing, but I'm not going to go out and like threaten the developers or anything, you know, because like I'm sure there's a lot of people who worked like 12, 14, 16 hour days on this game to get it done, right? Like, that's not who you blame. You blame the executives, the higher ups, the people who are trying to, you know, appease the shareholders and the and the ceos and the boards and stuff and it's like well how do you get the message to them and it's just like i'm just trying to leave a constructive criticism on a survey you sent me and send out a tweet that says i cannot recommend battlefront 2 because of this this and this and hope (laughs) somehow some way like it gets to someone that's important (laughs) And, you know, I heard on the Bombcast the other day that, you know, maybe it's time for EA's executives to change hands, you know? Like, maybe it's time to force some people out and bring in some new people, you know? Especially if they're going to be handling important licenses like Star Wars. (laughs) So, um, I mean, you can probably get away with stuff like that in sports games and stuff, but, like, when you're handling something as big as Star Wars and working with a company as strict and as as uh polished as disney is like right you don't you don't want any negative feedback coming from disney like they'll get you and <laughs> and they are yeah <laughs> yeah and i and i i think when they did that demo for battlefront 2 that was the sign of it and ea should that should i feel like ea should have delayed that game and taken that stuff out and we worked the progression system and everything. Well, I think from the design perspective, it was from like, let's see how far we can push this and whatever feedback we get, we have it in our budget to scale back, but mm-hmm. they, they pushed too far and people didn't like it. And, and that, and that's where the greedy part come is. It feels like you, they made that, bar high so they will so they could force you to pay them yeah you know and and for a lot of gamers that's not right mm-hmm. you know yeah but so everybody that's gonna do be it for arsenal x this week thank you guys for tuning in you guys can follow me on twitter at that retro code you can follow jesse at sub underscore humanist you can find Corey at uh, you can find me at Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. Woohoo! Woo! And you guys come uh, email ArsenalX at ArsenalX at gmail.com and follow us Arsenal on X Facebook. Podcast at gmail.com. ArsenalX Podcast at gmail.com. I'm sorry. Thank you, boss. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on uh, Arsenal X on Facebook.com. And also, we have our Arsenal X community on uh, Xbox Live. So, uh, we'll give out more details about that. Um, I got to 
fit everything into the show because our very own Corey is going to be taking a break some days so uh, he won't be on for some of the recordings uh, so it might be me Jesse and the guests or it's just me and Jesse doing what we always do yeah so um, I'll, I'll put like all the links and stuff to everything in the show notes and stuff so Yay! Uh, so um, just let everybody know, um, December fifteenth, I will be releasing NGR's buyer's buyer's guide, so you guys can email the show uh, at arsenalxpodcast.gmail.com for games and accessories you guys would like to recommend, and also post it on our Facebook page. We want to hear what you guys think uh, to help people who are getting the Xbox One. Again, the Xbox One S or OX, uh, what games and accessories they may need for the system. Um, so, uh, thank you guys once again. As always, we're throwing up the X and we're throwing it down. Uh, we'll see you guys next time on Arsenal X Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Yay.